0: is a ministry of grace church greenwich for more resources to help you get to know god better through his word including bite-sized theology and answers to big questions do check out www.greenwich.church we hope you enjoy this episode
1: Welcome to Grace Pod, and today my next door neighbours are having a new kitchen installed. So if there's a sound of drilling or rumbling beneath, that's why. We've actually taken shelter in my spare room as far away as possible from the wall in question, but we'll see how we go.
0: You're just trying to cover for any internal rumblings that you'll...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not our stomach, we had good breakfast. Post but the
0: blame elsewhere. Yep. Um, we're
1: looking today at um, a, a section in Mark with some... Well, one very shocking thing and one very weird thing. So we're starting in chapter 7, verse 24 all the way through to chapter 8 verse 10 and the shocking thing is that Jesus calls a woman a dog uh, One of the, if you get those books of difficult sayings of Jesus this is always in those books I mean it, it's quite difficult to read it, the, the non-Christian reads it with their mouth just open how can you follow a, a Lord who is this read to women and we're going to have to work out what on earth we, we do with that
0: yeah, And there's no really obvious way around it. You can't say, oh, well, perhaps it's cute cuddling dogs and he's being complimentary because her response assumes, no, it was an insult um, because she says even the dogs under the table uh, eat the children's crumbs. So it's definitely an insult. So we- we're going to have to deal with that. And then the weird thing
1: is the fact that the feeling of the 4,000 happens and it is, as you read it, it is uncannily the same uncannily similar almost the same as the feeling of the 5,000 but none of the characters in the story seem to realize that the same things happened before yeah. <laughs> and um, in fact it, it was pretty commonplace 50 years ago for skeptical scholars to assume that Mark had accidentally included two versions of the same story so they thought there's all these different sources that Mark's using and one of the versions of the story had 5,000 people the other one has 4,000 people and and Mark just didn't notice that he'd put both in, which is obviously... I love that. It's
0: like, <laughs> it's, how can you be such a brilliant author that your you know, writings are read thousands of years later and be so incompetent that you cut and paste the same chapter <laughs> twice?
1: <laughs> well. So um, th- they, originally you think this is going to be a headache, but of course the Bible's God's word and Jesus is the perfect saviour and we shouldn't be scared of these things. And as we look at it, we're going to discover excitingly that the very things that were an embarrassment and that were a puzzle become the key to the, a glorious, glorious message. Um, let's begin first by just looking at the feeding of the 4,000 and why it's so similar to the feeding of the 5,000. And then we'll, we'll zoom back to the woman and see what's going on there with the dog.
0: Yeah, so it, I guess even as you say it, feeding of 5,000, feeding of 4,000, you get the sense that on a macro scale, the same big thing is happening. Jesus doing an incredible miracle, feeding thousands of people. But it even goes to the level of um, same phrases are used it's it's kind of spooky how they're being paralleled so you get a great crowd uh, you get jesus's compassion you get that it's a desolate place even the the exact same question the disciples say or, or they're asked by jesus how many loaves do you have they jesus gets them to sit down uh, gives thanks breaks bread blesses food again and again they ate and were satisfied then they're numbered and there's we get to know how many basketfuls of leftovers so it's really 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 similar at multiple levels and so it's a similar event
1: but it's ordinate, so narrated in a similar way so mark has chosen to narrate the similar event in such a way as it brings out that it's the same event well not the same event but almost the same event happening some weeks later yeah, yeah. okay so that that's a puzzle and um, now let's look at the woman and this is going to be the the meat of it but it's going to unfold and we'll see it all fit together
0: Shall I read the verse? Um, So there's a a woman, she's a Gentile Syrophoenician by birth. Jesus is in uh, foreign territory up in modern day Lebanon, Tyre and Sidon. Um, And this woman comes to him, verse 26, and begs Jesus to cast a demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first.
1: It's not right to take the children's bed and throw it to the dogs. Now this is a shocking thing for jesus to say but i think actually if we can sort of calm down a minute and 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 stop being sort of outraged we then discover that her response to what jesus says is even more shocking or even more surprising so i I like to imagine what would happen if you put this into a 21st century context so jesus says yeah i'm not giving you any bread it's not right to give dogs like you bread and then what happens next i mean she slaps him in the face how dare you um there's a sort of scandal about jesus and and you know she she gathers a whole support group against him and the way he's she's been abused and so on but instead she goes yes yes lord absolutely astonishing reply so he calls her a dog and she owns it and accepts it and then argues on the basis of being a dog yes lord but dogs eat crumbs under the table i'd be really grateful for any of those if you've
0: got any scraps yeah and i guess um kind of it's it's on the surface of the text that there's a uh, a Jew-Gentile thing going on because she's—it's underlined that she's not Jewish—and um, actually, this is one of the words that a Jew would have used of a Gentile uh, being a Gentile dog.
1: That is, that is important, isn't it? Because this isn't actually about her being a woman. So we we hear him, he, Jesus isn't being rude to women. In fact, he's he's never rude to women, and we can hear it that way. But maybe it doesn't make it that much better. He's not sexist, but he's racist.
0: Yeah, and 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 she's. um She's accepting that there is an ordering in God's purposes that the children, which is the, the people of Israel, uh, come first and the dogs under the table get uh, what's next. So I think that the remarkable
1: thing about this is it, it actually shows us something about her attitude as compared to a 21st century attitude. And I, I would sum up in the middle in one word as um, entitlement. So we we feel that Jesus owes us and God owes us and she doesn't feel that. So she comes saying, I have no rights. I'm, I'm a scrounger. Um, there's no reason why you should give me any food. But if you've got any scraps, I'll be grateful for them. And we come going, Jesus, how dare you? You must give me what I'm owed. So she, she just comes without a sense of entitlement. And that, as you say, that is right for a, a Gentile. And maybe the problem with... I mean, I'm a Gentile. You're a Gentile. I mean, yeah. there'll, be, there'll be Jewish heroes of this podcast, but I guess many of the heroes of the podcast will be Gentiles. And we... We read ourselves into the story too soon as Gentile Christians. So we've probably assumed since chapter 1 of Mark that this is about us and Jesus our King. But it's not about us. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah, the Jewish King. He's come for the Jewish people. And we're outsiders. I mean, in the words of Ephesians chapter 2. Um, Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh. Remember that you were at that time separated from the Messiah. Alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. So she knows that, basically, and we we forget that, but she knows it, and she she leans into this. Yes, Jesus, I'm a dog. Can I have
0: crumbs? And it's actually emphasised that her statement is the right approach. So we, we get Jesus' response in verse 29 for this statement, for her humility in that moment, you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And so the, the, the purpose of the episode, as Andrew rightly flags up, is, is not to kind of, uh, to emphasise, you know, this is a model of pastoral care. It's, it, <laughs> the, point, the point of the episode is to say, look, here is a model of um, the, the person whom God loves to bless, the, the humble person. Um, and, and then by the time we get to the end of it, we discover that Jesus
1: really, really is willing to bless her. And I think we must read the whole thing in that in that light. So, he, I think his initial challenge to her, "It's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs," I now think it's something of a test, because it, it, it actually isn't how he views that, and isn't. And we'll see from the outcome, it, it's really not doesn't reflect his attitude towards her at all. But he's almost testing her. How do you think you have rights? Do you think you have? No, no, Jesus, no, no rights. Just just I come with nothing but I'd be grateful for um it took me years of reading this passage before I realized that this is the prayer that we pray in, at the Lord's Supper every every time we celebrate so we do not presume to come to this your table merciful Lord trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies we are not worthy I can even say it by heart I'm not yeah. reading this but I never realized we're not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table and Thomas Cramner I guess or the archbishop in the Sixteenth um, century. I guess he got it from here. So we we are to come like this woman comes with nothing, but then Jesus' willingness to give her way more than that um, comes actually when we think closely about the language of his reply, which is a bit odd, and I think maybe we don't notice it because we're still reeling from the dog comment. But she asks for an exorcism. Please cast the demon out of my daughter, and Jesus says. Why would I feed you? It's not right to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. She's not asking for bread. She's got her own lunch. She's asking for an exorcism. Now you might say, oh, you know, you're reading too much into it. It's just a metaphor. But it's a very particular metaphor. Why would I feed you? And if you'll excuse the pun, (laughs) I think it's significant that this metaphor gets sandwiched, boom, boom, between the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000, which are exactly about who gets to be fed
0: and I think this is gonna help us now when we come onto the puzzle that we were thinking about at the beginning about the feeding of the four thousand. It's the same language of being um of feeding and In fact I think the, the Greek is not
1: quite clear in the in the English translation, but literally I think she, she says so he says to her, let the children be satisfied first rather than fed first and it's the same um as the, the phrase at the feeding of the five thousand they all ate and were satisfied. The feeding of the 4,000, they all ate and were satisfied. So the the link is even clearer. The, the language is exactly the same.
0: Yeah. So what we're discovering, I guess, is the fact that Jesus does such a similar miracle, but in Gentile territory. So he's in the Decapolis, which is um, where we found pigs in chapter 5. This is Gentile city. Um, and uh, here we see, in as close a way as, as Mark can make it, as obvious a way as he can make it, look, that there isn't a second-class option for Gentiles. They get exactly the same deal. Um, And we saw when we looked at the feeding of 5,000, it wasn't mainly that Jesus can feed people, which is wonderful. We saw that it was really the Lord of Israel who uh, rescued people from Egypt. He's now going to do the real thing, and he's going to rescue from our greatest problem. And so what we're discovering is that that rescue that the lord jesus comes to bring is brought on the same terms in in as clear a way as we can see it and the same bread is offered to the gentiles which is it's just an amazing story arc in this little passage so a woman comes to jesus he
1: is apparently rude to her she takes it on the chin and says i want crumbs and then he invites her to a banquet gives her a feast which actually is about salvation forever i mean it's an amazing thing, and that's why i mean we can't we mustn't you know stop at the dog thing it is it's the gateway it's the test of her entitlement there's the gateway into acceptance on 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 equal terms it's just a it's a beautiful thing and um I guess once we d- remember that the feeling of the five thousand was about the exodus, it sort of adds an extra layer to what, how surprising this is because the exodus was the most Jewish of all historical events, i mean it was the time that. Israel was constituted as a nation, really. They were brought out of Egypt as God's people. And granted, it wasn't ever only Jews. There was some Egyptians escaped alongside them and then there's some Gentiles in the Old Testament like Rahab and Ruth and so on. But a a trickle, a little minority of um, the Gentile outsider. But here, the gates are open wide and, and all the nations are accepted on the same
0: terms. Yeah. So we've got two big... Uh, themes that are being expressed I think in our section one is about what we deserve and the other is about Jesus eagerness to bless and I think we need to hang on to both of those parts really um, and cling to them and actually if if you cover up either side of that equation we we miss the message of the gospel because um, if we just know oh yeah Jesus is super eager to bless but we're we have the sort of entitlement that we deserve it. We will never be wowed by grace. It'll mm. just be obvious mm. to us. Of course, God wants to bless me, but if we only had, oh, we don't deserve it, but but we don't uh, without the second half. But He He's just super eager to bless. Um, then we'll just be despondent and uh, keep God at a distance. Why would we want to come near? But once we get these two things in place, <laughs> that you know, it just unlocks. It it, it gives us kind of escape velocity and we realise oh (laughs) this isn't the gospel glorious I I deserve nothing and yet he he just longs to bless me.
1: (laughs) So so cool and so I I kind of I love the message of the chapter but I also love that it comes from a chapter that at first we're offended or embarrassed by and it just it tells me never apologise for the bible or for Jesus never be ashamed of him and yes he puts things in a very edgy way sometimes and there might be things that we don't at first understand, but as we come humbly to his word, we find there's such treasure in it.
0: Yeah, and the I I think this is, we're hearing it naturally as Gentiles, and I think that's right because we are Gentiles, but I, I just think it's really interesting to read it, imagining a Jewish reader reading it for the first time and how it um, follows the flow so far in Mark's Gospel. So we've discovered in Mark's Gospel um at the end of chapter six that even the disciples have got hard hearts, and that is a real um low point for us with you know they as readers of Mark's gospel who, who can be saved if the disciples are in the same boat as that you know they're little pharaohs with hard hearts um we're in trouble and then chapter seven they discover um that uh, we have factories of evil inside of us it's a it's a human wide problem and so the Jewish reader is probably f- feeling pretty desperate at this point and then he discovers that the Syrophoenician unlocks blessing by her humility. Yes. Uh, she realized she doesn't deserve it and she gets blessed anyway and that I think would would be a great moment for a Jewish reader as well and it, it shows us Jew or Gentile it's the, it's the same thing that's required just this humility and then open hands to receive. I wonder whether it's a little clear about this
1: um, in the last passage as well when Mark points out that all foods are clean. So Jesus just said, it's not what come, goes into you from outside that defiles you, but what comes out of you that defiles you. And it's this lesson, but with with implications for the Jewish food laws. And Mark draws that out and actually states, in saying this, he declared all foods clean. But that is also a bit of a gateway to the incoming of the Gentiles. So we, we don't think of this as so naturally today, apart us, but I guess, unless we have Jewish friends or neighbors who eat only kosher strictly and said they would struggle to come for a dinner party at our house not knowing whether we'd separated the dairy and the meat or whatever or i guess muslim friends with the halal you know food food regulations can divide people but in the new testament the food laws marked the big division between Jew and gentile so um that's the that's peter's hesitation about speaking to cornelius was Um, all all about a vision involving unclean foods and then the council at Jerusalem about whether we can accept Gentiles was all about um, what you should eat and so on but um, it's kind of interesting that that seeing the great leveler that we're all sinners and that the Jewish food laws aren't going to make the difference sets us up we're all in the same position Jew or Gentile and then we all need the same solution Jew or Gentile um, and I think it's, yeah, there's a there's a there's a clue to it even there that the, the barrier between fellowship between uh, Israel and the nations has been removed.
0: Yeah, we haven't spent as long on this, the middle section about um, the ears being unblocked. But that's a teaser, really, because we're going to come back to that next week. Um, and uh, for now, it's just a, a wonderful um, chance for us to be refreshed in the these wonderful truths of what we deserve and yet. Uh, what we receive from the lord and what a difference that makes
1: thanks for joining us at g or gentile at grace pod um if you found this helpful and would like to share it with others we'd love people to know about it if they're studying mark's gospel or just want something to listen to that gets the word of god into their heads at the gym or on the bus whatever um, do get in touch with us if you want to give us any feedback um, or subscribe on i think buzzsprout or however you found this on your podcast app god bless
0: Thank you for listening to GracePod. For more information about Grace Church Greenwich, visit www.greenwich.church.